Welcome everybody back to the MacDap Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie. With me as always, Josh McCoy. Well, bud, we're finally getting to do one of these at your house. I'm kind of happy as Adrian jumps up in my lap here. Yeah, Adrian's my dog, for those who can't really see us, but... How did she get her name? Uh, well, because of my uh, favorite movie, Ro- uh, Rocky. Yeah. Which we will dive into here in just a little bit. For sure. Because tonight, we're going to focus a lot on our favorite sports movies, um... Uh, Kevin Adonde, I believe is his name. From he does he does some sit-ins on Mike and Mike. He's an analyst for ESPN, but he is he does the cinephiles for a podcast. Really, really would suggest you guys if you any of you guys out there are movie fans to go out there and check out what he's doing. But you know, me and Josh are too. I, I would say we both love movies, love cinema for sure, for sure. I've been, I mean. I've been watching movies ever since I could remember, uh, and uh, I mean, I was watching. I I don't know if most parents would condone this. My parents did. I was watching radar movies at an early age, but uh, I mean, there's some classic ones that are actually pretty good. And uh, this time of year, um, and then we're getting ahead of ourselves. But October is always a fun time of year for me because I watch uh, a horror movie for every single day of the month. So uh, every day of that month, October. So. Uh, finished uh, all of Halloween's, the Michael Myers series, and now the new I'm di- ones too. Or just- I, I dived in. I did all the originals, and okay. then I went to the Rob Zombies, and now I'm in the Friday Thirteenth series. Mm-hmm. So I just yesterday Good. I watched uh, Jason Takes Manhattan, which is the eighth film, and then tonight That's I'm take a, a break. Yeah, the J- eighth- Jason Takes Manhattan is a thing. Yeah, it's the eighth one of the original. Yes, Was sir. it before or After Space? This is before. Before space. This is before okay. he goes to space. But <laughs> and then tonight, you know, after the podcast, we'll be. I'll take a, a a break from the movies, but I'm still be watching something scary, quote unquote, The Walking Dead. So we're excited about the we will season premiere of that. Oh yes, and we've got to give a good shout out to our buddy Billy Massingale, who's in those. If you're listening, bud, we will get you on here eventually to talk about the Veterans League. Um, but let's dive, before we jump into any movies. For sure, for sure. Let's let's dive into uh, you know what's been going on in the sports world. Uh, college football's back. It's been back. We're in. We just finished up week eight. We're about to go into week nine. In a week from Tuesday, the college football playoffs will be coming out. I mean, there's still seven, eight undefeated teams. In college football, yeah, and then there's a couple. There's a couple great one-loss teams too that are are pulling away against some, uh, some and, good teams too. So and there's our Ohio State plug right there. There's Ohio State. <laughs> Have him say, "Hey, just Ohio State's got Penn State next week. It's game they're, of the week. They're about to run through their gauntlet." And then you know they got still. They still have, I believe, Michigan State. They got Michigan, Wisconsin, who is undefeated. Yeah, Wisconsin's still undefeated. They they're about to go through. We're about to see if they're a contender or pretender right now. They've had and they haven't I'm played not, anyone really yeah, since. Um, yeah, and I can say Oklahoma. that and, not, and know that you know I'm not you know yeah. just bagging on them, but they really have had sort of like a cakewalky type. Schedule, which is Oklahoma, yeah, which got it, which has its pros and cons because the pros and it gets them to, to figure out their offense and get that confidence behind the quarterback, which he was playing poorly in the beginning of the season. And then each game since the Oklahoma game, the team from offense defense has played a lot better. Um, but there's other teams out there, Wisconsin, Penn State, Penn State is scary right now, yeah. Um, I mean, they're, they're Barkley, yeah, he's all Fisher, over the place, yeah, he is just. Saquon Barkley is just—he's a man on a mission. I don't know if anybody can really—I mean, I know there's other contenders for the Heisman, but is there somebody that's—I mean, if he stays, on, if if he stays on this path, and I just hope he doesn't get hurt. That's, I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't I mean, care. I mean, obviously he's on the a team that I don't want to win, but you never want to see anyone get hurt for sure. No, absolutely not. And they're having a great year. I mean, Georgia, Georgia going from. You know, second place to just running the table and arguably the best team in the SEC. I know that's that's really high praises to put them above, you know, Alabama. And I'm not necessarily saying that they're above Alabama. But I got to think they're not too far behind right now. I would say they're right right there. I really really think that. And there's some other teams that are under the right TCU because you don't know. Yeah. You don't see them play. But you just know yeah. they're doing work. And then I think one of the teams, I know ESPN mentioned it, it's flying kind of under the radar, Notre Dame. 
Notre Dame is sort of, and they're still un. No, they got the one loss. loss. They lost to Georgia. Right? Well, and it's Georgia. Well, and that was the. And we were talking the other day. You know, at the beginning of the year. When Georgia beat Notre Dame, and Notre Dame's been down for a while now, yeah, they, ever they, since um, Brady Quinn left. Realistically, realistically, yeah. I they, mean, they made it to, well. They made it to the uh, the national championship against Alabama, but they never made it across the fifty yard line. Remember that big joke? I thought that was when Brady Quinn was there. Wasn't no, it? that was before that. That was before that. Oh, okay, okay, so. okay. But um, yeah, and and they're you know they lost to Georgia, and the funny thing being. You know, in this area, everybody thought when they lost to Georgia originally, it's not a big deal. It's you know, it's just Notre Dame. It's not really a signature win. That's turning into a pretty high, you know, class win. If you're going to Georgia right now, have a one loss. That's not a bad loss to have. No, that's not a bad loss. But that's that's a pretty good right now. If you're and I'm saying if you're Georgia, yeah, that's a pretty signifying signature win yeah. right there for them. That's that's huge for that fan base as well. And I know. Uh, Weatherford, who we had on earlier, is going to love us doing some Georgia talk, but Kirby Smart's doing some big things down there. And so is another SEC coach piggybacking on Georgia, Mark Rick down in Miami. He's he's hanging around. They're still undefeated. I mean, and they, they're the best c- team in Florida right now. I mean, yeah, Florida absolutely. State just lost again. As, besides South Florida, though. Now, South Florida's still undefeated, too. The Bull. Yeah, but... but and, and I agree, you know, that... It's like that. My, what's play? that team though? Just won like 90, 93 to fourteen over the week, weekend. I Montana was, State. I mean, it's yeah. it's like okay, you're good job for you, but you haven't played anyone. Yeah. Well, and that's that's those teams that you see in those divisions, like your Appy States when they were down in Division One AA when they did the little playoff down there. You know, they were running through teams until the national championship, and everybody was talking about how good Appy was, and then they got up here. And don't get me wrong, they still run through a lot of teams. They just run through a lot of teams in their division. But then when they go play your Alabamas and your Wisconsins, your Ohio State, your Michigans, they, well, they actually did beat Michigan that one year. But for the most part, Michigan's you know. looking sad. I mean, I, and the fans are starting to be frustrated. I mean, yeah, Jim can coat. I mean, he can recruit. But you got, you got to turn him into something. I mean, yeah. look at Butch Jones right now at Tennessee. You know, he's, he and, recruited. He had some decent four or five had, star players coming in this program the last had, few years. I think I was reading some three or four in a row top fifteen recruiting classes, and, and not we, turning it into a top fifteen team. I mean, that's that's where you got to sort of meet the rubber with the road. And yeah, that's, it's, that's where I'm worried with McElwain down at Florida. I mean, yeah, he has won back to back SEC championships, but you got to make not that winning next level. the recruiting battles. Yeah. I mean, he's. We're losing on a lot of fronts down there in Florida. And, I mean, we're getting he's getting hammered week in, week out down there. And st- uh, storms are starting to roll in a little bit. And you have all these names, you know, this time of year, the seats are starting to get a little warm. I know Gus Malzahn and, and Auburn, his seat's starting to get a little bit toasty right now. They, they only had two losses on the season, but they still have Alabama, you know, at the end of the year hanging around. And a lot of – a lot of people up there, I know a lot of fans that we get to interact with a lot are not really thrilled with his coaching style, the conservativeness and stuff I've like that. I've always conservative. you got to go for the jugular. Yeah, I mean, nothing's guaranteed. Absolutely, 100%. You can't say – this is the one defense that I just want to blow my – I just want to scream at the top of my lungs when I see teams go into the prevent defense. I mean, you blitzed all night. To all of a sudden pull the dogs back? Yeah, I mean, if it's if it works for you, keep going. I mean, why would you lay your foot off the gas pedal? Yeah, absolutely. Especially in this league, where you know it it's a playoff system. It, you know, not everyone's guaranteed that that those four spots. So you gotta lay your foot on the gas pedal. You gotta start, you know, putting people in the ground because it's gonna come down to you know best records. You know. And then if someone's got tied with the best record, they're gonna look at the scores. I mean, were you, How were, you, were, you were, were you were you winning twenty one twenty four or are you winning you know forty five to twelve or you know ten or something like that? They're are looking you, at that. Are you getting beat by you know uh, who was it that beat LSU a couple weeks ago? Uh, Mississippi State. No Troy. Okay, okay Troy. Troy. Yeah, it was when Troy came down for their homecoming, and that was only LSU's second loss, but. I mean, even if they were in the hunt at that point in time, 
I mean, you got it. Well, Mississippi State came in. Um, they came in the Miss, uh, Mississippi State, and they lost to uh, yeah. to them as well. Yeah, and then and that's another coach that was on the hot seat until he beat Florida, until he beat Auburn, and now you know Coach O's coached himself back into a job, which is is important, and you know that's the interesting thing. And I know a lot of people are calling for Butch Jones to to be outed. In Knoxville, and the question that we always have asked, you know, people around us is, how long do you let him keep going? And if you're going to make a change in the middle of the year, what do you do? Who do you get? Because no coach is going to leave their position to come here. I know Bobby Petrino's been tied to it, the Louisville coach. Um, you know, anytime a coach is in trouble at Knoxville, Peyton Manning, and then um, what's the guy that's the analyst? That they Gruden. always want. John Gruden's always tied to. That guy's him. not going anywhere. He has a great job doing. He gets to sit around and call plays, do his Gruden's, you know, QB camp, Q, QB camp, and you know, it's just like watch. Gets paid to watch football games and analyze them. I mean, that guy isn't going anywhere. Works two days a week. Yeah, maybe Monday and Tuesday. Travel the United States. Probably eats wine and dine to the finest. And then Peyton Manning's always is the other name, and I'm like, as much as that'd be great, it would not be great because he's the golden boy there. Yeah. There's there's no upside for him to coach there because how many? And I told somebody this other said, think about it this way: how many times has a coach ever left a program on good terms? Maybe a handful, maybe. It it doesn't happen very often. Either a scandal happens, or they get run out of town because they can't win. Why would Peyton want to sign up for that when he can he could go up and you know do what he could dig up stick to Papa John's and, yeah. and insurance, you know? Yeah. <laughs> on the jingle, you know, just You and Brad Paisley work on the jingle yeah. for nationwide. And, I mean I don't mind if Peyton was to I don't know the term I'm looking for, just recruit, help, help with recruiting. Help, he definitely could help with recruiting. He definitely can help with, you know, the QBs, you know, volunteers time, help with the I mean his knowledge, I bet he is It'd be amazing. It'd be like you hanging out with Smoltz in an afternoon. You would just take it all in. Your mind would just explode. I'm sure oh, yeah, him hanging out with the QBs, you know, in the off season, that'd be fine. Just you know, and help with the offensive coordinator, QBs coach. That's one thing. But I think, like you said, his his time is. He just wants to relax. He put in his time and stuff, and I think he's good. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, it being a week or more away from. The top four of the playoffs, who do you think – who do you see ending up in the top four now that we're if, almost halfway? Are we talking – let's see here, going into – Into like the af- playoffs. Af- who's into go- the playoffs. Who's going into the playoffs right now? As of right now, Alabama, um, Georgia. You think both of them will go into the playoffs? Into the play, I, I mean, are we talking about the, at the end of the yeah, day? Or at the, at the, end of the year, end of the year, right now, with how you've been able to see teams playing, who do you see finishing on top? Okay, Alabama. So they're going to beat Georgia. I, I, really do. I really do. Okay, I really do. Um, I have Miami. I have them running the table in the ACC. Wow. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. And then. Um, I have um, TCU just because I can't see him losing anyone, really. And uh, a representative from the Big Ten. And obviously I don't want to be just the homer, but I think it's going to come down to uh, Ohio State, Penn State, and Wisconsin. Uh, Right now, Wisconsin's undefeated. So... uh, I'm going to go with the homer in me and say Ohio State. It's be safe that way, um, but I wouldn't be shocked if they lost, just because those other two teams are playing really good, really good football right now. Yeah, and I don't think it's really being a homer saying that Ohio State's going to win, um, just because they're a solid football team. If I were to say Florida is going to be the SEC winner, you know, I think that would be a little bit more biased, a lot more biased, not a little bit, but I would have to say right now as it sits. Um, I do think Alabama's going to win. I think Georgia is in position to take a big step forward next year, but I think you're right. I think Alabama's going to take that, take that one. I mean, 
just the way they're playing. And they're just beating the brakes off people right now. They're not even playing them close like they normally do. But I think they're going to come back and win. Um, I think even with one loss, I think Oklahoma's going to make it back. I, th- I think Oklahoma's going to sneak back in. And the reason why is if you ever notice, they always put in – People with big names, they don't want to. You know, NCAA sort of doesn't they want. Have, to, they want to make money. It's yeah, a money game. It's and and it's a, it's a business. It, it's for the kids, but it's a business. At the end of the day, I mean, it really doesn't matter. It's it's a business. They're there to make money. They're not there for the kids. It it's cut and dried, is what it is. And that's why I think Baker Mayfield makes it back in. And let's be honest. I think on that, on that platform, I think we want to see him. I think sure. he's a stud. Yeah, and he's so good. Did you watch him Saturday? He's I mean he's elusive. He's got an arm. I mean played from behind all day against a Kansas State team that they should have blown out of the water. But everybody has that game. Everybody sure. has that slip up game. And he I mean, he single handedly ran two in and I think ran the winning one in with like two minutes left. You know what would make good for good football? Hype <clears throat> if Ohio State was do a a revenge game or against Oklahoma in a four game play in the four game playoffs. Yeah, two against two against three or Yeah, I mean there yeah. one of those teams would be a three, one of those teams would be a four. Oh yeah. Obviously. Absolutely. Um, but that'd be a well a rematch for a couple of years ago too would be good Ohio State and Alabama. When you guys snuck up and, and beat them. Yeah. Beat the, the team that nobody thought could be beat the yeah. very first year so, of the playoff. And then I think it's Alabama and Oklahoma I think Clemson's coming back out of the ACC. I think. And you think the only, they're going to beat Miami? I do. I think they're going to beat Miami, and that's what puts them in. I think. That I gonna, get that. I see that. They're going to leapfrog somebody. They'll finish. I think there's like it's in a, like an Atlantic Coast and a something. It's their divisions how they're broken up. They're not in the same division. Only reason I know that they're not for sure is that they don't play each other this year, and so I do think that. They'll see each other in the ACC championship. I do think Clemson beats. I think I think Clemson is just a better team. I don't think that that's. I'm not taking anything away from Miami. I think Miami is very good. I think they're they're ahead of schedule. That's yes. for sure. They're definitely Mark Rick's going in there doing work and changing that team into the team it was yes. back when we were growing up. And and he's always he's always been a ten a nine win coach a season. He's always been a winning record season. But for whatever reason, he's just never been able to get the job done when he was at Georgia. Maybe it's just the division was too tough. You know, I don't really know what it was, but he just was never able to really get the job done. Well, when you have Nick Saban, you know, he has a counterpart. It's yeah, not that's, easy. That's that's tough. But I think, you know, Dabo being Dabo, he good players, not good players, not having um, Deshaun Watson. I think he just still gets the job done. He's Clemson, um, and they're they're very very good. <laughs> As much as it pains me to say, because I'm not really a James Franklin fan at all, but I think Penn State comes out of out of the Big Ten, just because at this point in time, you know, they're still the undefeated team. I they haven't that. played the teams that you know, and Ohio State hasn't played difficult teams, but Ohio State played Oklahoma. They went toe to toe with the big dog, and they went toe to toe with them. If I'm not mistaken, I mean, it wasn't like a 30 point loss or anything no, like that. No, it could have been a lot. I mean, it should have been closer. Um, we, just, we didn't play well. I mean, yeah. offensively, defensively, Ohio State sucked. Yeah. but And I think yeah, I think it's two weeks away. No, it's this weekend. Well, Penn State, Ohio State? Ohio State. Yep, week from yesterday. So we'll see more after I, this weekend. Well, I think probably, it makes, paints a clearer picture. Yeah, I would say the winner of this weekend, obviously Wisconsin's undefeated right now as well. But I believe the winner of the Big Ten is going to be the winner of this game this weekend. Uh, but you're leaving out Michigan State, too. They've only got one loss. The winner of this weekend <laughs> is going to be, be the Big Ten champion. Yeah, and I, and I, can, see, I can see that being how that, that plays out, 100%. Because I think Penn State's – their opponents that they, is a lot is a stronger opponents than what Wisconsin has played. Yeah. Wisconsin's playing good football, but I don't think they've been challenged yet either. They've – but like the Big Ten always does, they for whatever reason they back in their schedules and everybody plays everybody that's anybody towards the end of the year. So we'll see how that sort of shakes out. Let's go ahead and switch it up though. World Series time. I mean, the Dodgers absolutely ran through the Cubs. I mean, just mowed through them. Now for me, it was exciting because they beat my Indians last year, and I'm still depressed that my Indians just fell out. 
Yeah, and uh, yeah, I had heard something. I've been meaning to ask you about this. That Kluber was hurt during the DS series. He was. So and that that explains, you know, they why even, he got teed off on. Yeah, really. It was something Yankees. with his back, and he was. You and know, that was Andrew Miller's problem too, if I'm not mistaken. It was a back issue. I mean, I w- I, one of those things I wish they never told us because then we're gonna play the excuse game. The yeah. Indians. I wish they they could have put you know. Put a couple different starters in there, a couple innings. I put Bauer in there for a couple innings. Put in, you know, yeah. Clevenger for a couple innings. Put in Karask, you know. But you lean so heavy on those guys too, though. I mean, because cause they're, they're the guys. I mean, they're the guys you look to. Kluber's supposed to be that stopper. And, you know, and that's – if he says he's good to go. Yeah, you want to take his word for it. Yeah, Tito's got to put him out but, there. But, yeah, the Dodgers and Astros – I'm very excited for the big Astros. market versus small market. Pretty much, it's gonna. Yeah, I mean, what and the Astros? I mean, they're, most of their guys, not all their guys, but a lot of their guys are homegrown talent. That uh, oh, for sure, Correa, Bregman. Um, you know, they've got a lot of homegrown guys. Now they went out and got some guys. They went out and got McCann. But McCann uh, is not like he's in his prime either. He's not, but he's made some big. You know, he, uh, he right. buried the Yankees in Game Seven. I mean, with that two-run double. I mean, he he so got some good veterans. They picked up some good veterans on that team. Justin Verlander. I mean, who is he, pitching out of his mind right now? He's like he's like in he his twenties, early twenties. Yeah, he is pitching like he earned that triple. That it's almost like contract. he was like, you know, sandbagging there, sandbagging it for the Detroit there for a while, and then all of a sudden, get me out of here, doing whatever he can. Then he's coming in here. Throwing BBs all over. Jeez. I mean, I what I was reading something on his numbers the other day. In the ALCS, he threw seven. He threw sixteen innings, gave up one run on four hits, and seventeen strikeouts. In the ALCS, pitching series. out of his mind right now. I mean, that's why he's the chair. That was why he's the MVP of it. I, absolutely no doubt. But who do you have winning the World Series out of those two teams? Now, and I will, I will tell you. Who do Dodgers, I want to win? Who do I think is going to win? The Dodgers play at home four games. I, they, they have got the home, home field advantage. They do. Who do you got coming out of it? I have the Astros in six. In six, so they're going to win one on the road. They've yet to win a, a road game. I know. In it's the gonna, playoffs. This is finally going to happen. <clears throat> finally going to happen. They, won, they did win one road game. They won at Fenway. Astros in six. Astros in six. Okay. Okay. I, th- I think you're, it's it's just gonna be a great yeah great talent both sides of of these teams. Yeah. The only thing I wish the Astros would have done, and I know this is kind of like a a cheeky and a cheap thing to do, sort of. But I wish that they would have matched up maybe Lance McCullers or Francisco Liriano against Kershaw. Sacrifice somebody that's not really gonna go out there. And just shut the Dodgers down, and then bring in, you know, Verlander game two against Rich Hill, Dallas, and then Keuchel against Yu Darvish game three. I think that's what I would have liked to have seen a little bit better matchup of styles a little bit. But if anybody in the playoffs offensively wise can get to Kershaw on a big stage like that, it's the Astros. They play that small ball game, and I think it's going to frustrate. They play the big ball game, well, they, too. I mean, yeah, they can, but they can play some small ball and just And they run the bases so well. Was it game two of the ALCS when Chapman came in and you've got Altuve on first? Dude, it was just a line drive in the gap, and Altuve just scoots all the way home. I mean, speed kills at this time of year. And then you've got Seager, who's iffy on whether their shortstop's going to be there. He's a big bat for them, for the Dodgers. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I think, I think Astros and six is, is probably the safest way to go, I think. And I'm going to have to agree with you on that. Um, that's a, that's a, or seven. Yeah. And this, this just, series could go seven. But I, I really think that Kershaw is going to lose game one. Yeah, and I could see this that. This because um, I think – it's gonna if be, he loses game one, does he have the mental capability to come back? Well, he finally made it to the World Series. That was, but he couldn't. You know, he's always been never showing up in the playoffs. Yeah, that's been. He the finally argument. has. He's not. I mean, he's not doing a. I don't think he's doing 
He's not. I think Verlander's out pitching him right now in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would agree with that. Um, I mean, Kershaw's pitching fine, but I, I, I think that uh, Astros are going to get ahead of him. And whose offense is better? <laughs> I would say offense-wise, I think it's kind of even. I, I, I don't think. I think if you go just across the line, straight across the line. I think it's just dead even because you've got George Springer, who's the better center fielder, but you got Justin Turner, who's the better third baseman. And a great beard. you got Carlos Correa, who's obviously the better shortstop, and Altuve, the better second baseman. But then Adrian Gonzalez on the other corner, who's the better first baseman. I'll tell you what, who's been pretty good in the playoffs. And then, you know, pretty quiet. You haven't heard his name throughout the whole season, really. And because um, he's been staying out of, like, out of trouble or doing stupid things. Yasu Puig. He has been. I thought that I, that was when I was sort of. I mean, I know he did the, the epic. He's done some. Like I, I enjoy watching him now in the playoffs. One because you never know what he's gonna do. So it's kind of like, what's he gonna do next when he's at bat? Like I remember, I was down in Mississippi State watching the the, the game with um, some friends, and I, we were excited when he was at the bat because you just didn't know he was. He would be swinging for the fences. You know, showboating, and it was just a double. But it was just, I don't care. It was just a blast just to watch that. He's having fun. Yeah, he is. And he's, we may not agree with it, but he's having fun. At the end he's of the out day. there having fun. And I think he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be a game changer for the whole series. I think he's going to be making those big plays that you need to look forward to. You know, change the outcome of a game. Either it's a defense play, the hustle plays, you know, you know, guy uh, two down, guy at second base. He's going to hit the hit, it's going to start something. He's that um, lightning rod. Can he make the hustle play, though? Because that's what he's gotten in trouble for a couple of times is pulling up. You know, he's quitting on his team. You know, that's what he's been labeled for a couple of times. Is that just a bad rap? Can he make that I think adjustment? he can. I mean, I, my mindset is how can you not in the World Series? Yeah. It's, it's the World Series. Like, you – I mean, put it on the line. Get hurt. You got all offseason to, to heal up. I mean, just lay it all out there and then the, – you know, see what happens. Absolutely. What I think is going to be an interesting matchup is Astro Speeds versus the Dodgers outfield arms. Because Puig's got a cannon, and Puig. you've seen that. Yes. And so are there other outfielders, too. Um, Jock Peterson's not shy or bashful about throwing people out. They've got solid arms all the way through, so I think that'll be the the an interesting little side matchup for me that'll be in there. But as we promised – Let's get into movies. Movie would, you, would you like to do sports? We're going to do rank them in fives. Um, we'll do worst five sports movies first. Do you want to do specific sports or just roll right into all-time greatest? It doesn't matter to me. Um, well, we'll just start here and we'll do worst five sports movies you've ever sat through. Start or worst, worst three. Worst three. Worst three. Well, what do you got first? You go first on that one. Rocky Five's one of my first ones. Yeah, that I'm, was bad. And and I know you're a huge Rocky guy, but it was so, so bad. It was just so bad. Yeah, I mean, the only part about that was the end um, when it was the street fight. Like, But that was only a couple minutes long. The whole thing was just bad. Yeah. It's just it's a good thing they came back with a couple other ones. Yeah. Rocky Balboa and Creed. And Creed, and Creed was... Was good. Looking forward uh, to Creed 2 coming out here soon. The Fighter was really, really bad. Never saw that one. Didn't really care, care it, to see it. I just, I, I didn't, and I, you know, being a Dark Knight fan, mm-hmm. like we both are, both Batman fans, I love Christian Bale, but he just got so on my, he just got on my nerves so much on that movie. It was just, it was hard to watch. It wasn't really, really fun. And then just to, another one that, I'm trying to think on this one and be very careful because. Who's in it? It's Rudy. I really just don't enjoy Rudy. I didn't like, like it either. It's okay. I, and he I, was offsides. Yeah. Like I, I really, I want to like Rudy because it's such an iconic movie and I just don't like it. I just. No. It's just, t- I feel like it's. The whole time, like, let Rudy play. He sucks. Don't yeah. let him play. Yeah, I want to win a game. I'm sorry. Um, is this our? Did we move to California? Right. 
why does he get to play? Because he feels good. This is not upward soccer. Everybody doesn't get to play. Like, it, it just it, – that whole premise just kind of got on my nerves. I had, I'd have to say those those two and then just Rudy was just one of the I ones. I agree with man, you. That's just, a pretty good selection of bad sports just, movies. It, it was just bad. I just, I oh, I can think of another it. one. Um, Major League Back to the Minors. See, I enjoy it. See, I I, I enjoy I it. Mean, I mean, I didn't care for it. I mean, it's it's moments, but Back to the Minors, it was – Little, I mean, it, it was bad. Don't be, get me wrong; it was bad, but it it did like it did have some of its moments. Like, I guess those it, three. If, that you I'm used to, if you're about, like Major League One and Two, uh, you can't. I mean, I love those movies. Yeah, but, but when you got Major League Back to the Minors, you know, it's just I, like come one, on. One of my favorite parts of that movie, I do say I laugh when I see it, is when he's he's sitting down in the dugout and the coach is and he's talking to Rube Baker, who's in Major League Two, and he goes, Rube. Can you, if I give you some wood, can you make me a table? No, I'm not, not real good with my hands, Coach. Oh, what about if I, you know, my car won't start? Can I bring it to you and you fix it? No, I'm not really good with uh, cars either. Why are you asking? Well, if you botch another throw down to first base, you're going to be out of here. So if I were you, I'd either start making your throws or invest into a lot of how-to books <laughs> for a fallback profession. And that, just, that sequence, when the catcher is just looking at him like freaking out in full panic mode and then just goes, whoop, forgot my helmet. Like, you, you can't help but think of guys that you played with that like, could never, never joke around or never even be around a coach because they were always terrified of them. And I always liked to joke around with coaches when I was playing that sequence just made me laugh. But, yeah, I, I can see your merit, in, and it's not a good movie. I, I can see the merit in that. It's it's not got it's, – it's not the major league that we know. No, because, you know, when baseball season comes around, you always like to toss in some baseball movies to get you ready. And that one's not on the list to watch. <laughs> so. No, no, it's, it's not. It's not. I got some other top, you know, movies baseball-wise I would throw in there before that. What about your other two? So we got those. Goodness. For movies that just aren't good. Just, yeah, sports just sports movies that just are just bad. I, I mean, that's all I can Like, you, Rudy was good. I, I really can't think of any bad movies. Cause I really don't think about them as much because I always rather just watch the good ones. Yeah. Um, um, you know, so. I was trying. There was another one that came to mind when I was sitting there. I couldn't. Lo- see, loving basketball is not. I've never seen it. Didn't, didn't want to see it. It's not. It's a good drama. It's a good like little love story movie. It's not a not a good sports movie though, really. Um, how about some um, your favorite movies? You want to just do the you want to do the big th- you want to do five? Sure. Let's do our let's let's do our favorite from the from the three big ones. Our all time all favorite, time favorite the, sports from movies. the three big ones. Uh, basketball, baseball, and football, and then we'll do our five top all-time movies. Okay. So go. I'll, I'll let you go ahead and settle it off the bad ones. Okay. So I'm I'm picking just my all-time all all together top three movies. No, no, no. Your top your football? top your top favorite baseball, favorite basketball, and favorite football. Your top one from each category, and then we'll go through our top five. All-time favorite okay. sports movies. Top football movie probably have to be The Replacements. Replacements. That's such a good movie. Such a good movie. And, but close to that would be the, um, the... I don't know. Just your favorite. Just your Why is The Replacements your favorite? I don't know. I had some good... I like movies with motivation and, you know, good quotes and stuff. And, you know, he was the Ohio State quarterback. You know, yeah, he was. You know, so Shane Falco, Shane footsteps. Fa- yeah, so that was probably my all-time favorite uh, football movie. You know, I also like the Longest Yard. Good, it's a good, good one. Good. And then, um, you know, gotta love footsteps, Falco. He couldn't get to the game in time, coach, because traffic. You got, you gotta love that line. It's from a guy that's late to a football game. Traffic. It's a good one. And then you know, remember the Titans. It's such a good movie. So, and the thing I love about that movie is it was filmed in Barry College. I don't know if you've ever got to go. We got I get I was privileged to get to go play a baseball game down there one time at Barry, and I've never seen a a larger college campus, just campus wise, just 
how it's laid out. Like, there's a quarter mile in between buildings. Like, it would be a nightmare to try and get from class to class in the rain at that college. It would be a disaster. But just such a beautiful campus, too, where they filmed their um, training camp hmm. was down there. So just super, super cool that it's in this area. So what's your top three football movies? No, no, no. Just top movie for each category. So like you'll do your top football, your okay. top basketball. Oh, and then sorry. top baseball. All right, top basketball movie. I know it's tough. People want to say Hoosiers, but nah, not for me. I mean, Hoosiers isn't bad. We're not saying it's bad, but movie that and the way I define my top movies and this might help a little bit more a movie I can just watch over and over and the replacements is that you can I don't think you can watch it enough right and it get boring so what's your what's your top top football oh man top football it would be between the replacements and the program James Conn that's a great movie um and the reason I love the program so much, we used to watch it every year at Temple before the season. As a, like The outfielders would watch it together. For whatever reason, the outfield was a pretty close-knit group. And one of my buddies, Tom Cheshire, loved it. And he would it would get him so pumped up. Like, he would be running. We lived off campus, but we would always watch it in the dorm. I don't know why, but we always watched it in the dorm, in a dorm room. And he would just start running down the halls screaming that we're going to ring the bell. We're going to ring the victory. And it was just the funniest thing in the world. So that and the replacements, just, I mean, footsteps, Falco. How do you not like that guy? How do you not love Shane Falco? But James Conn, man, it's just a cool movie to kind of look into college football before it got to where it was now. You know, I always tell people, you know, that movie came out in the early 90s, so it doesn't look like things have changed much in the landscape of football. It just looks like there's being a light shed on it now which may or may not be a bleak way of looking at it. Right. But moving towards basketball, I'd have to say it's a tie between two for me, for my top one, either Blue Chip or Space Jams. For me, Space Jam. And they're so far on the spectrum. <laughs> so far. Like, they're you have your, dra- you have your drama here. and language in one, and yeah. then you have Tiny Toons and Michael <laughs> Jordan. You have, you have Bugs Bunny, and then you – have everyone else like it they're nowhere close to each other but i i love blue chip just because i feel like that's again kind of like a program type movie where it's a look into what's going on what's going on but then you got shaquille and he'll acting with penny hardaway when they were both in the magic nonetheless yeah the good old days i remember my starter my starter jacket for the magic yeah and nick nolte i mean it was just it was a cool cool movie i really enjoyed it and then you got space chance with michael jordan and giving charles barkley his talent back and i'm not sure charles barkley ever really had talent but he gave what little he had back and thank you for that michael had you kept it he may not have been a broadcaster today but it's another story another day but i mean that's that's such a fun movie. I got to watch one of my buddy's kids uh, watch that movie for the first time the other day. And it was just so cool to watch him watch it and watch him light up when Michael Jordan started playing basketball. And I'm like, this kid doesn't even know who Michael Jordan is. But he knows his dad plays basketball. So it was just kind of a cool feel-good story for that. Mm-hmm. What about you? Well, I mean, out of the, I would say Space Jam is the only one I could think of. I mean, like I said, Hoosiers is, you know, iconic, but it's – I've only seen it a couple times and didn't care for it that much, but definitely got to go with Space Jam. So Space Jam is your favorite, which is kind of shocking because I figured I almost sent you a message. Um, I honestly thought Coach Carter would be would be your basketball movie. Nah, didn't like it. Well, I've only, I, I mean, it was it was fine, but I don't really didn't didn't do anything for me. Yeah, and I yeah, and I can see that. I did enjoy Coach Carter, but like you, it's it's not. On my top for that. And then our sport, baseball. What's your favorite baseball movie? Goodness gracious. It's such a – for me, this is like Sophie's Choice. Like it's such a hard decision to pick this out. I mean, goodness gracious. I think they're like – I have top three or four that are tied. Like yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with them. A top and ten I, that I are bet, tied. I bet we may have the same ones. And, probably. I mean, I'll just give you my top three, and there's probably – 
four or five that are tied with, you know, I would say Summer Catch. Yep. For Love of the Game. Yep. And then um, I'd probably have to go with um, The Natural. Nope. No? Nope. I, it's just so old. It is, it, but it's hard you know me. me. I like, movies. I like, I would, I love my movies. I like my old yeah. movies. I'm not like most, I like You're an 80s. old soul. I, and that's when it's going to lead into our all-time favorite sports movie is I'm an oof, old soul. Oof. Oof. I know. We're, we're going to be very, very different on those. I would agree with the first two. Um, for the love of the game is one of my all-time favorite movies. It's just such a beautiful story. Truthfully, um, it's one of my favorite favorite movies. Summer Catch was um, was just one of my favorites all time. Um, just because getting to play summer league in a couple of different places, getting to see what that was like compared to the movie, they're not a far stretch. But then you have so many lines from Summer Catch that were just. They were college baseball lines. You know, you always used them everywhere you went, and you loved them. Um, I can remember making a freshman, and this was not hazing. It was just we told him to, and he did it. There was no do it or you're in trouble. He just jumped up and did it, and we all died laughing. But the speech that Billy Brubaker does in Summer Catch, when he talks about um, liking big women, he just hopped up on the table and did it. He knew exactly what we were talking about. Uh, that actually wasn't Billy Rubriker, does it? No, no, no. It was Miles Del yes. Ripple. Yeah, that is right. But um, that was one of our favorite, favorite movies. I, I can remember quoting that in the bullpen um, multiple, multiple times. And then you've got other movies. And for my third, it would be so tough. And I'm sitting here giggling now. Um, you know, Angels in the Outfield's good. The Sandlot. And then you know what's sad? There are some people that I've talked to that has never seen a sandlot, and it's still blasphemy. Are they terrorists? They could be. I mean, I feel like that's homegrown terrorism. Um, as great as a movie it is, though, I would have to say my like if we're gonna do three in this, which you always break the rules, I would probably have to either say Trouble with the Curve or Moneyball. Moneyball's fantastic. Yeah, and you're I, gonna hit me on this one. I've never seen Trouble with the Curve. I, I get that, and truthfully, I get that. It was more of a quiet movie, but it was a um, it was a Dirty Harry movie, and so I just kind of you know, I love and I I love him. He's he's such a good actor. I just blanked on his name. Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Eastwood. Um, you have to love Eastwood, and he's that old school kind of guy, and he's still. Even in this movie, it was kind of funny. He's still the get-off-my-porch guy, kind of. So I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. It's a, it's a story of a dad and his daughter having a little girl. It's a lot more fun for me to watch that now, too, especially. But let's hear it. We're going to lead right in. Uh, top five all-time favorite movies. You want me to go first? Absolutely. Are you going with five to one or one to five? Five to one. Yeah, we go five to one. We don't go five. All right. I guess number five would be uh, for a lovely game. It's a solid choice. Solid choice. Gotta love Costner. Anytime Costner does a sports movie, it's good. I mean, Costner, it's solid. It's a great um, movie about baseball. And it's a little romance, too, in there. And uh, I just thought it was just a good movie um, altogether. And I mean, I don't know why. I just, I just one of my favorite movies all time. One of my favorite lines, and this is why I always loved it. One of my favorite lines in it was always, "Let's see if Billy Chapel can push that sun back up into the sky and give us one more day of summer." And it was sort of later in that movie, and I think that was just sort of that. That's the way we all want to go out, you know, on top, doing something heroic. And it's just, unfortunately, it's not real life, but that is the way that you know we all do want to go out that way. Mm-hmm. So, what do you got for number four? Number four, I have to say Creed, actually. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought it was good because I'm a huge, uh, for those who don't know me, I'm a huge Stallone fan. So I feel like we're going to see Rocky for the rest of the way out. You may or may not, just because <laughs> it's, I mean, I grew up, he was my second dad. So, um, I'm a huge Stallone fan. And actually, in this movie, his acting was very, very good. Uh, but, you know, um, 
um, Michael B. Jordan, and I thought it did a great job um, as a boxer, and I just like the uh, everything about it. It was really, really good. Um, it just it made me feel like because it went back a little old. It was old school meets new school, or new school meets old school, and I thought it was just really good, well written, and um, you know, it just made me think about the old the old movies, the yeah. old Rockies. Yeah, for sure. I I want to have something to say, but let's just go to your number three. I'm still floored by. Creed being four. Number three? Well, Rocky Four. <laughs> Sorry, this is just where I, these are my movies. These are the movies that I look to and um, motivation, you know, get me ready for if I was to go, you know, work out or before a big sports game. You know, I didn't watch your I want a video of, of, from your wife of you training in the snow this year. If we're lucky enough to get snow, I want a video of your wife with you training in the snow. Just little Adrian running and jumping. Hey, and, and I mean, you I mean, pulling her on a, Rocky versus the, a sled. The Russian, Rocky versus the Russian. I mean, that's America. All right. So and it was such it was such a big movie too at the time of the Cold Cold War and everything like that. And I think that was definitely that helped the movie. And I'm not saying it was a bad movie in any way, shape, or form. It's definitely a great movie. I mean, the training in it. I mean, if that doesn't get you ready, the uh, the training montage. Who doesn't watch the training montage? Every base, every baseball player in the steroid era watched it. I, I mean, mean, that was there. I mean, hey, <laughs> why not? I mean, Canseco and then McGuire. You know, there. That's what helped them out. Um, and then Rocky uh, Rocky Two is actually my number two. Oh my gosh! And just because it, hey, he finally wins the big title against Apollo Creed. You know, and, you know, I just loved it. And then Rocky 1 is going to be my favorite of all time. Favorite, all time favorite movie is Rocky 1. <laughs> you went in a reverse timeline. I did. During Rocky from 4 to 1. I skipped Rocky 3 because Thunder Lips and Mr. T's, uh, you know, Clubber Lang. And you didn't say Rocky Five. Well, or Rocky takes on Manhattan. No, that's. <laughs> or Rocky goes to space. Because <laughs> because we're venturing on dangerous territory with Rocky movies. No, that they we're keep good. Going. But no, Rocky One was my all-time favorite. I mean, I probably watch it at least once a month. Um, you know, it's you know, it's Stallone. Do you sit down and watch it, or do you have it in the background? I also down and watch it. Really? Yeah, I mean, I also okay. down and watch it. Um, and um, obviously, if I'm on the treadmill, put it on the um, iPad and I'll watch it, you know. Him Can, and make, make what, me. If you're on the treadmill and it's during the running scene, do you speed up? You got to. So you speed up? Oh, you have okay. to. You don't even know you're doing it. It's that good. Well, see, I, I can't watch stuff like that when I'm on the treadmill because I, like, I can't watch baseball games either. Because if a ground ball's hit, I speed up. And, like I start running into the armrest, I've noticed. So I, I, can't, I can't do that. But we'll go ahead. I'll do uh, my top five, which have no Rocky movies in them, thankfully. Uh, I would have to – I think our number fives are the same. Uh, well, actually, no, I'm going to change that up. Uh, Ten Cup is actually probably my number five. I love that movie. Um, a guy knowing he can do something, knowing he can hit a shot, standing there until all of his golf balls are gone to hit that shot to prove he can do it. Um it just says something about that to me. I don't know why, but I always loved that movie, uh, the golfing pro from West Texas taking on the world, basically. Uh, for the love of the game would be four. Just such a beautiful movie. Um, you got to love the love story in it mixed in with a guy trying to figure out if he wants to continue his career or hang up his cleats. Just the – the beauty in having that decision to make instead of it being made for us. You know, for me and you, it was made for us. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, we, didn't get, we didn't get to decide when we wanted to hang them up. It was decided for us. So there's something to be said for that. Um, number three. Now it's starting to get tough. Rocky, you're thinking Rocky. In no way, shape, or form well, the fans. am I ever going to think Rocky. Um, I'd probably have to go through the replacements is number three I can watch that movie over and over and not skip a beat in it at all um, two watery he's getting watery 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 um, two man these, these last two is when it's really really 
when it gets super tough on you. Um, two is is Major League. Um, mine's watered down with a bunch of baseball movies. Two for me is Major League. I it's love just, Major League. It's it's such a good movie. That easily could have been one of my top for baseball. Yeah. Especially being Indians related. Yeah, and it's just it's such a funny movie and just how and to Major me it's better too. Which one's better? One definitely. One absolutely. But it's just it it goes to show you I think too how goofy baseball players really are when well, you have to be when they feel like they're in a safe environment. You know what I mean? Like in the dugout when we're in the dugout, how goofy baseball players are. I mean, how about when we're in the dugout with Billy Massingale? Uh, it's not a story that still. Most of those stories have not worn out their statute of limitations. <laughs> no, I don't never think will. On Billy. Um, and then number one is just summer catch for me. Um, man, it just takes me to a good place. It just takes me back to playing in college, the memories of when I first saw that movie, to just that movie in general. And that one is, is really special to me because it revolves around a, a left-handed pitcher. And that's, I think, why I love that one so much is just that fact in general, like, he could throw hard, and he just stood up there and threw the ball hard because he, he thought he could. And that sort of was me before I hurt my shoulder. Like, I could throw hard, so I was like, you know what? I am just throw hard. That's all I got to do. And then I got hurt, and then I was like, I can't, I can't throw hard anymore. Let's play softball now. Because it goes over the fence, as plenty of teams informed me, when you throw slow. So, um, that would be my top five, though. Um Actually, I take that back. I'm gonna. We got a bonus one. We have a bonus, folks. I'm gonna do my sneaky six. I'm gonna steal Evan McGuire's phrase. I'm gonna slide in a sixth and say Caddyshack. Okay. I gotta slide in some Caddyshack in there at some point in time. Um, and this is this is how funny this is. I can remember watching this movie. When I was like ten. Completely terribly inappropriate movie to watch. But my grandfather wanted me to watch it with him. Well, obviously. Yeah, well, our family, shockingly, our family, everybody except me was a big golfer. And I, I turned into a big golfer because I can't play ball, baseball anymore. But he wanted me to watch that movie, and that always reminds me of my grandfather. And it's such a good movie, too. Just so funny. I mean, che- not Chevy Chase. Um, Bill Murray in it and Chevy Chase are beyond hilarious. Bill Murray is so funny in that movie. Um one of my definitely all-time favorite movies. But sports movies in general, I mean, you got to love them. For sure. All right, guys. Well, Josh, you got anything else for us? No, not at all. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. It's the Mac That Sports Podcast.